Welcome everyone to Green Tea with Ashish. Today we have Lemoyna Croy with us, who is co-founder and CEO at Simple Education Foundation. Thank you for taking time out. And I think the kind of work you have been doing for last eight years, it's tremendous. One very important thing which I was thinking when I saw your work and have been following your work from past six, seven years, that. You know, when when somebody gets into college or like even today, if anybody has to do anything for uh, another person, they think of an uh, from an ROI perspective. But uh, you chose a different path to teach low income communities in the country. And education as such, I think, is a very, very important. Otherwise, you know, the society goes in a, on a wrong path as such. So, uh, want to understand your thought process behind it and how the journey has been till now? Sure, sure. I think uh, in college, I I had figured that I wanted to do masters and do like higher studies and things like that. But I think due to certain just financial problems and challenges like that, I thought that it would be better to take like a gap work for a couple of years and then probably pursue. To be very honest, मतलब there wasn't like an idea right from the beginning or in, when I was in college that I'll end up doing something like this. But uh, but in college also I was associated with a lot of projects and committees and this and that. So yeah. there's always that uh, sort of knack to lead teams or do something big. So that was always there. Uh, and then I stumbled upon Teach for India, and I think that has been the single most powerful. uh experience in my life when i walked into the classroom in 2012 before 2012 i actually did i just india existed in numbers for me and when india when anything exists in numbers you don't make sense of it really like you can understand okay you know iron ore has so much percentage of copper and so much percentage of bronze but till you really sort of mix them and it comes into shape that's when you understand why that percentage is important and uh, i think i was able to see that when i walked into that classroom that there are so many children who could not read who could not hold a pencil who could not write and this these were children in grade 4 and in grade 4 i was reading books like crazy and just that gap in opportunity sort of really shocked me and i think subsequently there were multiple other uh, experiences throughout that two years that pushed me to sort of really sort of take this call that this is the space that i want to be in this is the work that i want to do how i want to do it wasn't really clear so i think we took some time to figure that out but right now i think we are very clear on how we want to do and that reflects in a lot of choices that we've made as an organization so we have as an organization we do not work with uh, private schools at all we only work with government schools or public schools so india may there's that problem like you would call a school public school but technically a public school is a government school right mm-hmm. but we have a lot of private schools who are called so and so public school so right. uh, that's a little bit of a problem in india but anyway uh, mm-hmm. how do we really improve the public education system is the uh, is what we want to work on today more than 65% students in the country go to a government school so if you really want to change like if you think of it so if i come back to the roi sort of a space then if you really want to tap into a market 
which will give you maximum returns and you want to tap into the government market because if you look at it if you can work with the ministry then automatically you have access to all the schools versus if you want to work with private schools then you have to go to each and every school separately Thank like you. if i work in delhi i work with the delhi government then i immediately have access to around 1000 schools but if i had to work with the private schools in delhi i had to go to 100 to 500 different people to work with 500 schools so right. that way there was one big choice was that logistically it is more difficult it's difficult to sort of get the permissions and all of that but once you get that you have access to many children and you can work with so many children at the same time and secondly most are most of our pair, like students in the country go to government schools so we thought it was important to improve government schools mm-hmm. and there is also a very slim bracket uh, around 10 to 15% of our children who go to affordable private schools so affordable private schools kya hai basically think of tier 1 and tier 2 cities mein these are schools which are below a 15 to 10 dollar a month right okay. mm-hmm. so now for a family who is going who sending their child to a 10 dollar a month school they are essentially sending them to that because they can't do any better right, right. that right. is like only disposable income that they have and they have made that choice ke hum 1000 rupees we are going to spend on sending our child to school right there are multiple ways that 1000 rupees could have been spent on the child itself but they have chosen to send them to a private school which actually does not give you great education so our affordable private schools seen as very bad in the country so yeah. you don't great affordable private schools because look if you are charging 1000 rupees from a child in today's market you are not going to get a great teacher to yeah. teach in your right so that sort of really boils down so then the affordable private school space also is actually not really helping the country so then how do you really ensure if you, if we can ensure that government schools are working really well then this affordable private schools children will also migrate towards the government schools so that's also something that is always running in our head that how do we make government schools so good that even children from private schools come and uh, study in these schools at least the affordable private ones uh, which you are talking about i think that makes much more sense because uh, uh, you correctly said then and we and we have seen in the videos where uh, various news channels have gone and asked uh, to these uh, teachers to spell a simple word and they are not able to do it so uh, all these things does make sense that you know they are spending these 1000 bucks and they have huge hopes from uh, from these schools and they end up mostly not getting that kind of education which they expect so uh, correctly said on that part anath like uh, what sort of uh, you know you said that these teachers are not good so how how do you make sure that you know the the people who work with you to make these government schools really good in the education terms uh, how do you make sure that that happens on the ground so i think uh, we have a, so we we what we have done is we are actually what you call the usp our usp essentially is that when we work with a school we not only work with the teachers we work with the principal teachers and the parents of the students who come to that school so because we work with all the stakeholders in the child's life then we are able to give a 360 degree support to the child so uh, and a lot of our work is focused on customized support 
so when we work in a school if there are five teachers we will not send all five of them for one workshop that will be a standardized workshop right we will ensure that we understand their needs and we customize support for them and there is a lot of tech that is available today thankfully in the uh, space we use a lot of tech and very simple tech nothing like very fancy we use um, very effectively use whatsapp to send content we use youtube we use other free uh, online platforms that are already available and designed by other people we sort of go curate learning packages for them and send it to them and then we also have a coach assigned to each of the teacher and the principal who coach them on this so basically if i send you a learning like for example if you are learning how to play a guitar right mm-hmm. i can send you a book or a video which shows you how to play guitar but you will always learn better if you have a person who is actually interacting with you and working with you on and helping you how to learn a guitar so i think that's the idea we send them material that they can study read look at and also we have a coach which gives them personalized coaching so yeah. that really yeah. shifts the balance and really changes them and uh, actually government schools because of the criteria of selection they have really good and really qualified teachers right. but for a lot of other reasons they have lost motivation in the inside right. the school right right because i i think everybody out there who who thinks of a government job as a job where you just don't have to do anything like it's not just the government schools uh, it's it's in the banking sector so i have worked in a government bank and i have seen how it, how it works there so i can totally imagine where nobody is watching you and there are no targets what will you do there so uh, you know that's why essentially everybody thinks that government schools are of no use exactly and i think what happens is uh the moment we work with our parents so there so there is a demand and supply side to everything right the supply side is working with the teachers and working with the principal when we work with our parents we ensure that they understand what is good education okay and what should their children know so even if the parents don't know or are not uh, did not go to school themselves they can still there are very simple ways which they can uh, sort of use to understand whether their children are learning or not right. and once they are enabled to do that what happens is they can come and ask for that from the teachers they can so ask you in- questions yeah so you increase the demand side and you continue to improving uh, to improve the supply side and then then that sort of balance happens yeah yeah i think yeah. that's that's very essential to balance the both sides and uh, you know to evangelize to the teachers that your work is very important for the society and then also exactly. making parents understand that you know you should ask questions then only because we see all the time in the private school that the, the, if something is wrong parents will go immediately and they'll ask because they know they are paying so much so they go and ask these teachers that this is not happening why is this not happening why my child is not improving and stuff i think exactly. that's that's something great and i i never thought about this and i think when you really work on the ground uh, you get to know about these uh, challenges and how to solve these challenges so great yeah. work there I, can you l- throw a little bit light on the kind of services uh, you provide like when i say services you know what what all things you are doing uh, under your farm under your umbrella of the farm so services. we essentially currently run two major programs uh one is an urban school transformation program and the other is a rural community based transformation program so in the urban school transformation program what we do is we 
uh, adopt schools from the government and we work with the existing government staff to improve the quality of the school uh, because we are also looking at a successful exit from each of these schools and mm-hmm. if we put in our teachers and our team then when we exit there will be no institutional knowledge in that space so think of us as transformational consultants your company is facing a challenge you get a group of consultants who build who builds a sort of a complete program mm-hmm. helps the company build capacity in its employees and then the consultant goes out and the company keeps running at that uh, great level that's mm-hmm. exactly what we do and mm-hmm. our work inside the school primarily is uh, the services that we provide are workshops coaching um, access to uh, different tools which are all uh, research backed and access to a lot of practices which we have uh, been researching on for the last now around 5 years okay. so all of this the teachers in the school and the parents have access to and then we also have a set of partners who do different things like music arts organic farming football uh, and all of those things so we also bring those partners in so that uh, principals can make a choice if they want their children to learn arts or music and then children have that opportunity so we do both these things uh, we are not equipped to teach football or uh, music or all of this but there are organizations who do that do so that, we have yeah. them Partners. and yeah we bring them in to do all of these things so that's what we do in the cities in the in the villages what we do is we work with the uh, children inside the school we also run an after school learning center which is uh, completely tech enabled so we have tech enabled learning centers uh, where we teach english uh, math basic computers like your uh, office and uh, simple internet surfing making things online accessing information online and things like that to children after school so school may we do the school work and then after school we school may we do everything that i told you about the uh, urban transformation model yeah in the rural places we do that plus yeah. we also do the learning center and we also work with the communities very deeply so we work with the panchayats we work with the uh the sarpanch to ensure that the school has all the amenities so again the demand side work over there is more the sarpanch and through the mothers okay so that's how our work in the rural uh, parts of the country are based on and then over time what has happened is we have created a lot of content because of our work in the schools a lot of workshops a lot of uh tools and practices so we also do workshops where other organizations uh, can send in their team members to be a part of those workshops so for now all of this is free so we don't charge for any of these workshops uh, so other organizations can send like sort of reach out to us and whenever we are doing these workshops we invite them to come in and attend these workshops so that's when, what we are right now okay so when you said these organizations so essentially uh, organizations which are in your domain itself right so who are doing the uh, this kind of work that's what yeah. you meant yeah yeah so uh, how how do you make sure that the engine is running uh, how how are you 
fueling these activities how is everything working like can you throw yeah. a little bit light on that yeah yeah so we are a philanthropically run organization which means there are uh, ideally four primary sources of uh, income so as to say for us one is grants so big foundations in the in india and in the us we reach out to them to fund us in in india us and everywhere else we reach out to them to fund us just give me a minute yeah uh the second is your csr networks so companies who have csrs which focus on education we reach out to them to support our projects uh the third is there are individuals who have made money uh through their work through their business and they want to personally sort of donate so okay. that one more way and the fourth way is where we have everyone else like everyone else no matter what is the amount of money that they are earning if they want to donate they can donate and these donations can go from anywhere between um 100 rupees to whatever someone can willingly afford okay. and have a very simple platform so if you go online simple education foundation.org you have the donate button click on that and the form comes up it's basic like how you go through an amazon or a flipkart purchase it's very similar to that you make a donation within uh, 48 working hours you will get your receipt and tax exemption certificate and every month you will also receive a newsletter which updates you on the work that is happening and how your money is being used that's so it. i, I yeah. think that's very crucial uh, you know bhavan uh, if i donate somewhere i i think if i get to know the kind of uh, uh, you know where the money is being used that gives more happiness uh, to the person uh, exactly. how much is the tax exemption for for the like just for the viewers uh, you know uh, if so, you can uh, in in india we uh, in india we are uh, allowed to give a 50% tax exemption so whatever you donate 50% of that money is completely tax exempt uh in the uk and in the us it depends on um what kind of uh, taxation brackets you fall under so in the uk we have a gifted uh, benefit that you can get if you are paying taxes in the uk and in the us you get a tax exemption under the 501c3 rules okay so uh, Yeah. So, so the other companies right now you can give us money, but we can't give you a tax exemption yet. So, so uh, when you said fifty percent tax uh, tax exemption, can you clarify a little bit more on that? Like, uh, just just quote some example. Like, if I if I donate ten thousand bucks, so how 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 that will work? Five thousand rupees is automatically just written off. Okay. So, so uh, uh, five thousand rupees goes away. Okay. Perfect. So. Uh, can you can you share some success stories which you have seen over your 7 uh, 8 years of uh, you know this path which you have chosen yeah yeah so i think there are several the one that comes to my mind is uh, we've been one working very close to your heart something like that yeah. yeah so we our first project was actually with a group of 20 girls and these were uh, these girls were at that point of time in grade 6 Uh, in a government school in the tuglakabad area of delhi and we started working with them in an after school learning center that we used to run at that point of time and uh, 
we did a lot of uh, non-conventional work. So we did a lot of project-based learning in that space. Uh, and these 20 girls, each of them have gone out today and have done very different things for themselves. Two of them are dancers and they continue to uh, star in a lot of YouTube videos. So they make their own YouTube videos. They perform with other YouTubers uh, in dance videos. Uh, we have one girl, Shiksha. She was actually selected for a Instagram fellowship. So Instagram and uh, YLAC run a fellowship where they want uh, young people in school to talk about the challenges that they face. And okay. they select people from all over the country for this fellowship. And in the first year of the fellowship, Shiksha was the only non-international school student in that uh, group. And she was from a government school. So it wasn't that she was not from an international school. She was not even from a private school. She was from a government school in Delhi. So uh, that, is a, that is something that I think we are extremely proud of. And the other thing is that a lot of currently are a lot of our partner schools actually come to us. So these are government principals who reach out to us asking us to come and work with them in their schools, which I feel is a great thing because uh, our work has enabled them to understand that they also need help. It is yeah. very difficult for a grown adult to actually come and say that, you know, I need help. Yeah. And I have this vision and I want you to come and work with me to help me attain this vision. And I think even that shift is a big success for us. So I think uh, that's, that's, that's been very uh, motivating. Yeah. I think... Uh best success story I've ever heard uh, till now uh, to whomsoever I have interviewed as of now on my channel. And uh, uh, I, I think uh, last question from my side, what is your vision going ahead uh, for the company? Like, where do you see, uh, you know, uh, do you, uh, are you going to expand in other services or, or do you want to reach to more tier, tier 3, tier 4 cities or what is your plan going ahead? So India has around 10 lakh government schools. So our aim is in the next 10 years, we want to be, we want to directly work with at least uh, 50,000 of these schools. And we want to work with them. And also we want to work with a network of partners. Education is one such thing that the context is very, very important. Like if you are from uh, Tamil Nadu, then the context of the culture of that space is going to impact a lot of things. And similarly, if you are from Nagaland, it is going to be very different from what is the context of Tamil Nadu. So we have a certain, uh, we like I told you, we have certain services, but we also want to ensure that we build local partnerships to take these services forward in these areas. So through these partnerships and through our direct work, we are aiming to reach out to at least 50,000 schools in the next 10 years, which we feel is going to be a large enough number for the government to make certain policy decisions. So I think the final aim is how do you bring some policy shift which is going to enable teachers to uh, lead better classrooms. Okay. So uh, I think Delhi government is doing a lot of work in this space. So how do you see, uh, you know, you are on the ground and you can speak a lot about it. So uh, uh, is there a lot of improvement or is there any improvement at all, uh, you know, apart from the work you are doing it? the government, the measures which Delhi government as such is taking. So what is your view on that? 
I think uh, the most important thing that they have done is they have made sure that everyone knows that education needs focus. So you are not sitting in Delhi right now, right? But you know that in Delhi education is being, the government is focusing on education. And for the longest time that has not happened in our country. And uh, in a country where everyone knows, like if you go abroad, they're like, you are a math genius. Or a country which is known to be a place for people who are good in education and are educated people. We've actually not done well in the last uh, 30-40 years. So I think that is one thing that the Delhi government has definitely done well. And I feel like if the Delhi government, if the people of Delhi give them one more chance, then in the next five years, you will see some very incredible deep shifts. Education takes time. It is quick, so it takes time. So they need more time. And I feel that whatever they have done so far, uh, that is that has been incredible. And if they get more time, then I feel like they will definitely do better. If they don't get time, I hope the new government pays attention to everything that they have done so far and sort of works on furthering those. Yeah, because at least for me, my views uh, around making sure that everyone in the country is educated uh, is becoming more and more strong because we are seeing so much violence in our country. And I yeah. think most of it comes from the uneducated background because if people are educated, they they believe in peaceful protest and, you know, going to uh, taking a peaceful side rather than doing whatever they are doing currently. Let's not go there. Any, uh, yeah. any specific ask from the viewers, uh, you know, anything you would like to share? Definitely. I think uh, I think we touched upon this a little bit. And uh, if I think if you would like to contribute, uh, join our, uh, support our work, that would be great. Like I already mentioned, it's very simple. You can go online and sort of make your donations and contribute. Uh, all donations are tax exempt. So that really works. Uh, the second is if you have any skills, I have told you a little bit about, about our work. We use a lot of tech also. Uh, we are looking at building some basic tech platforms, not very uh, technologically heavy, but very basic tech platforms. Um, we need help in those things. So if you can give us time, uh, you feel that you have the skills to help us with that, happy to get on a call. Uh, and then the other thing is if your company does CSR and you can connect us with the people in the company, that would be great. And if you are in Delhi, come to school, volunteer, follow us on social media, share our work. So, yeah. yeah thank you so much, Moinak. And I would request my viewers to uh, go and see the page and the kind of work they are doing. Yeah, that's it from my side. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Moinak.